Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is a cook-along podcast, Quick Bite. I was reading through a large America's Test Kitchen cookbook the other day and learned something that surprised me about the way they use garlic. I kind of wanted to just tell you what I saw, along with some other things that I have known about garlic for a while, but didn't necessarily know why these things were true. So I thought I'd just share. You probably already know that garlic is a cousin of leeks, chives, onions, shallots. There are three major types of garlic. There is American garlic, which is the white-skinned and strongly flavored kind we see in the grocery store or the produce market or whatever. Pretty much it's all we see. There's also one designated as Mexican and Italian. Now that makes me think it grows in both places and that neither country has any claim of ownership on them. Those are mauve colored, in other words, a little bit purple skins, and they're a little bit milder than the American. And then the third one is not a true garlic, which is elephant garlic. It's more closely related to the leek than either of the two garlics. It's mostly grown in California, and it is the mildest of the three garlics. That was a huge disappointment to me first time I saw an elephant garlic, I was so excited because the cloves themselves are like the size of a tangerine. They're big. And I just was so excited about having something that big and what must be so sweet and garlicky. And mostly it's exciting to look at, but not so exciting to cook with because they just don't have a ton of flavor to them. When you're buying garlic, you want to buy whole heads that are firm and white. If there's black or gray or green at the top or at the bottom where the roots are, that means it's not as fresh as it could be, like moldy or sprouting. They should be all white and they shouldn't be soft. So if you pick one up and squeeze it, it should feel firm, like hard, and it should not smell like garlic. I'll get into that in a minute. It should have no smell at all. If it has some smell of garlic, it means something in there has been crushed. The outer skin should be tight and have no cracks because if there are cracks, it means that the garlic is getting ready to put up shoots. And so the cloves are expanding away from each other in the center, making the skin around them crack. 
There's another kind of garlic, a developmental stage of garlic, which is green garlic or garlic shoots. And you can get those at farmer's markets and produce markets. It's just regular garlic that's young and harvested before cloves are formed in the ground. So it's got a softer flavor. And those are seasonal from March to May. As I'm sure you know, and probably were initially excited by, there are many other forms of garlic. There's dried minced garlic, garlic powder, jarred whole garlic, jarred chopped garlic, garlic extract, or garlic juice. All of those, every single one of them, is more expensive than fresh garlic and less flavorful. They do not taste like garlic. I know they look easy. I know they look like something you should have in your kitchen as a staple because you can just scoop out a spoon and you don't have to chop any garlic, especially those things in the jars that are already chopped or even still whole. It's not garlic anymore. You need to let it go. Don't use it. It doesn't taste right. It tastes like whatever it's being stewed in. Now, here's a cool thing. Garlic becomes stronger after it's cut or smashed because that ruptures the cells of the garlic and releases a compound called allicin, A-L-L-I-C-I-N. That's why in the store, if it smells like garlic when you pick it up, it means something inside has been smashed because they don't smell until you smash them. Once you do cut them or smash them, the allicin will continue to build So it sits there just getting stronger once it's cut. Another way to say that is if you want it less strong when you're cooking with it, you need to wait until the last minute to chop it. Now, here's the piece I learned the other day when I was reading this cookbook page. America's Test Kitchen, which, if you don't know, makes it their business to take complex and difficult recipes and modify them to make them easier for the home cook without losing any of the elegance, the flavor, the texture, any of the good parts of the difficult recipe. So what I learned is that they don't mince garlic there. This is, I guess, a little trade secret in their business. I'm sure you've seen so many recipes that say to mince the garlic. Well, they don't do it because it gets too sticky to handle. It's too hard to get uniform pieces. You can be choppy forever and never get the kind of uniform pieces that you might want. It's too hard to get the pieces really small. They use a garlic press instead. The garlic presses that I've had in my kitchen have all just smashed the garlic, just sort of smithereened it into a paste. The ones that they're talking about actually have larger holes. And I'm going to talk about that. They they say that the consistently fine texture that results from pressing the garlic instead of trying to chop it into uniform pieces does two things. It creates a better distribution throughout the dish. And more surface area is exposed, making more flavor. Because the more surface of the garlic is exposed, the more intense the flavor is going to be. They like the Kuhn Racon Easy Squeeze Garlic Press. That's K-U-H-N-R-I-K-O-N. I'm not impressed. It's too expensive. It's $40 or something for a garlic press. That's wacky. Who wants to do that? That seems crazy to me. And the reviews are a little bit mixed on it. Their budget pick is something called the Trudeau Garlic Press. 
And I look at the pictures of that. And again, to me, it just smashes it. It just squishes it. I've had ones that would do that. And I was looking for the one that might work the way they're talking about it, where it's actually mincing the garlic instead of squishing it. So I like the OXO Good Grips Soft Handled Garlic Press. That's O-X-O. And it has kind of largish square holes. That makes it more uniform than the round ones. And it makes it less squished than the round ones. It's more like you're actually cutting it than smashing it. So you get something a little less smashed, more like minced. And it has this cool self-cleaner thing that flips over and sticks into the holes and pushes out whatever's left of the garlic. I kind of like that too. Plus it has nice soft handles for my hands. All of these are big enough to squash more than one garlic clove at a time. If you really do want your garlic paste-like with as much surface as possible exposed to exude the garlic flavor, use a zester. That's what I do, a zester grater. So that's a gadget with a handle that's kind of like a flat grater, but the holes are really fine and it's not very wide. It's what you would use if you're going to get the zest off of a lime or a lemon, but it also will grate your garlic very fine. And that's a great way to do it. So if you have the OXO largish square hole garlic press to do your mincing and then a zester or grater to do the paste, you've got everything you need. When you cook garlic, that mellows the allicin. That means it's not as hot as if you use it fresh. So here's another thing then. If you want your garlic flavor to have time to kind of mellow out, you want to put it in early. If you want your garlic flavor to be really intense, put it in at the last minute. There's another thing that's really fun, I think. It's one of my favorite things to do with garlic, which is to sort of toast it. My father-in-law used to call it fried garlic. He was born in Italy, so I feel like he must know some things about garlic. I knew another Italian cook who called it scorched garlic, and she used to say that you want to brown it just till it's golden, about the color of the inside of a walnut. So just barely browned. I like them just a little bit more brown than that, but you've got to be really careful. You want them crunchy because then they get kind of sweet and crispy for in a pasta dish or something. It's fabulous, but it's bitter if you let it burn. So you really got to be careful. I have had times when I had to throw it out and start over because I just left it a hair too long and... It goes from sweet to bitter in a flash. You just put it in a little bit of oil on your stovetop and watch it really carefully. You can keep the oil on sort of medium heat and it won't do anything for a few minutes and then suddenly it'll go brown and then suddenly it'll go black. So you really, it just happens in a flash. So stir it, watch it, don't leave it unattended and you'll be fine and well rewarded. And in fact, there is a recipe on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com, that specifically uses that fried garlic. It's called pasta with fried garlic and nuts, or what we call around my house, pistachio pasta. It's just a fun way to actually be able to taste and notice the sweet crunch of those little garlic bits. So I recommend you try it out. It's also really easy and it'll become a go-to for your family. Storing garlic, you just want to keep it in an open container away from other foods in a cool, dark place. Do not refrigerate it. 
that does things you don't want it to do. It gets too wet in there and it will make it go bad faster. If you leave it in your cool, dark place and it starts to sprout, which it may, it's okay to still use it. It just is going to have a little less flavor. So you might want to use more than one clove. Or you can take that sprouting clove and plant it. It just needs to get stuck pointy side up, green sprout up, in rich, moist soil about an inch down in a sunny spot. Or if you want, you can root them inside the house in water first. Just put them in a tiny bit of water with the flat side down and the sprout side up until it starts to form roots and then go set it in the ground. It's a very hardy plant. It'll survive long periods of cold. The only thing is, whether you root it in the house or just stick it in the ground, it's a long wait to get your new head of garlic. It's eight to nine months. Time enough to birth a human baby from start to finish is how long you have to wait to get a whole head of garlic. While it's growing, if it starts to flower, it's best not to let those flowers bloom. Just cut off the tips. They're like closed flowers and they're called scapes. Cut them off when they begin to curl and you can eat them. You can saute them and throw them in pasta or over a steak or chicken breast or something. They're nice. They're really mild and just kind of fun to eat. As far as harvesting it goes, when the lower two or three leaves of it start to turn yellow or brown, then the bulbs are ready to harvest. The same time that that happens, the remaining leaves up higher will probably be starting to show yellow or brown tips. If you wait too long beyond this point, your bulbs won't have as many protective layers around the cloves, which means they won't store very well. When you go to harvest them, don't just yank because you'll separate the leaves from the head and you don't want to do that. You want to just either dig carefully with your fingers or with a trowel or a garden fork far enough away from where you think the head probably is that you won't hurt it and just loosen the soil until you can get your fingers in there and pull up that whole plant. Once it's loose, take the whole plant and hang it in the shade somewhere to just dry. As it dries, the skin is going to become papery and dry. You know what it looks like in the grocery store. And the flavor is going to intensify. These are both good things. When it's all papery, you can cut off the stems, which will be all dead by then, and bring it inside and put it in your cool, dark place. The last thing I want to say today about garlic is what you already know, though maybe one downside of garlic. You know how it gives you garlic breath and that you worry about that when you're hanging around with people who did not eat garlic along with you. Well, it turns out that it's not just the air coming out of your lungs or up from your belly that's causing that garlic breath. It's kind of worse than that. The essential oils in the garlic actually permeate your lung tissue. So that garlic remains within your body for a long time after it's been consumed. That's where the garlic breath comes from. In fact, if you eat a really strong garlic, this has happened to me with a really good tzatziki that has a ton of garlic in it. I've had the feeling that my whole body, everything was exuding essence de garlic for about three days after I ate it. And it was wonderful, and I, I don't regret it when that happens, but it does make me a little self-conscious. So it's not just in your breath, it's in your body, and it'll take a while to go away. And while you can use chlorophyll tablets or fresh parsley, 
those can help a little bit mitigate things, but it doesn't make it go away. It's in your body's tissue. You're just going to have to get over it and apologize to anybody who doesn't like garlic. And while I'm on the subject of lots of garlic, here's a tip I'm going to leave you with. And I'm not alone in this. There are many chefs who say this as well. So it's not just me. Whatever a recipe tells you about how much garlic to use, double it. You won't be sorry. There's no such thing as too much garlic unless you're hanging out with people who didn't eat it with you. So let's strike at the root of the problem and get everybody eating the garlic and then it's not a problem at all. If you have any little known facts or tips you want to share on garlic, please reach out to me. You can contact me through the website, the cookalongpodcast.com contact page, or you can reach me through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and just leave me a message. All of those, it's the Cook Along Podcast. Tune in next week for a brand new recipe. And the week after that for another quick bite. Every other week is one or the other. And until next time, happy cooking. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.